This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another video. I hope you're having a great day so far. Now, while the first few episodes of Andor have already aired, I'm sure many are wondering what is Vader up to during this series? What is he doing during this time? Now, I think we'll see him in the show at some point or another, and he's a very busy guy. So let's talk about where he's at in the timeline right now in Star Wars. Now, there are quite a few gaps in Vader's history, which means that it'll take a bit of detective work to figure out exactly what the Sith Lord was up to during this time. Now, we have to look at canon material more so now than legends, so let's get to it. Now, I'm gonna try to break it up with canon and legends material so we can kind of see where he's at in both versions. So let's start off with canon first. So right around the fifth year before the Battle of Yavin, there's quite a noticeable gap in Vader's timeline. In 9 BBY, he had his last major campaign in the Jedi Purge, when he tried to unsuccessfully kill his former master Obi-Wan Kenobi, as we saw in the Kenobi show. And later in 4 BBY, Vader popped back up after he took over Jedi hunting duties for the Grand Inquisitor who had died in a battle against the Spectres. So that leaves us with a bit of a hole. We'll have to rely on some of the most established milestones in Vader's career to guess at what he was up to during this time. So when Vader first turned to the dark side, he was the Emperor's greatest weapon in the hunt for surviving Jedi. But by the year 14 BBY, that's 14 years before A New Hope, Palpatine had decided that the Jedi threat had been more or less solved. So he decided to use his greatest asset to take on a new threat, Rebels. Now, the problem with this was that Vader still hated the Jedi, and he was still on the hunt for Obi-Wan basically forever. So his emotions were always never fully committed to what he was doing. That, and of course, trying to always bring Padme back. So throughout the galaxy, insurgency was on the rise, and systems that were once loyal to the Galactic Republic were suddenly tempted to announce their independence. So from 14 BBY until the hunt for Kenobi in 9 BBY, Vader devoted himself to campaigns to quell the spark of rebellion. At this point, former Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker had already given up on his quest to resurrect Padme. He had tried many times and he had failed beneath his castle on Mustafar. Now, if they're going to write more stories of him trying to resurrect her later on, hey, be my guest. But as for now, he's kind of given up a little bit. So by Vader's own estimation, there was only one possible future for him, complete and utter devotion to the dark side. And maybe if he becomes powerful enough, he can bring Padme back. And this time not with some gimmick like Lord Momin was trying to get her to return with. After the dark side failed to aid him in defeating Obi-Wan in the rematch in 9 BBY, Palpatine tried to encourage his apprentice to leave the past behind. In order to be a great servant of the dark side, Palpatine needed Vader's complete focus. And Palpy wasn't a fool, although he had complete control over the Imperial Senate. He could see why the Senators, Bail Organa and Mon Mothma were conspiring with insurgencies around the galaxy. The Emperor couldn't strike at these wayward politicians directly, not without inspiring even more freedom fighters to take up arms against him. 
No. Instead, Palpatine needed to maintain his image as a physically feeble yet endearing old man. This really worked for him in the Clone Wars. The Emperor would need to rely on his greatest enforcer to travel from planet to planet, escorting Imperial fleets as they snuffed out rebel cells. So, when we look at canon sources and wonder what Vader was up to during the events of Andor, it seems pretty obvious. He was the bad cop to Palpatine's good cop during the increasingly difficult hunt for rebels. And whenever a rare Jedi popped up around the galaxy, of course Vader ensured that his Inquisitors apprehended and killed them if he didn't get to them first. Considering Vader's management style, it's fair to guess that his command of the Inquisitors might have been mostly hands-off during this era. After all, if they ever failed in the hunt of a Jedi, Inquisitors would rather kill themselves than return to Vader empty-handed. The Sith Lord doesn't really sound like someone who used his personal time to help his team improve themselves and fill in their gaps. So, that's a bit of a gloss over what he's up to at this time. Let's go over Legends and see what he was doing. I find the Legends to be a little more interesting for what he was up to. Even though Vader was probably up to the old same stuff, killing rebels, snuffing out Jedi, studying ancient Sith lore and all that, he actually had one more trick up his sleeve. He had a secret apprentice. During the Jedi Purge, during Order 66, Vader discovered a young boy, the child of two Jedi Knights on the run. The boy, named Galen Merrick, represented a unique opportunity for Vader. Although he was the Chosen One, Vader would never be able to defeat Emperor Palpatine on his own, and that's something that he was desperate to do. After all, what Sith Apprentice didn't kill his master? It was the way of the Sith. And if Vader didn't aspire to kill Palpatine, then Palpatine wouldn't hesitate to kill Vader first. The problem with that was Vader's body was far too crippled from his fight against Obi-Wan Kenobi on Mustafar. And even though Vader didn't know it, his soul was far too conflicted to harness the true strength of the dark side, always wavering between the light and dark and never really fully committing. Even though he had made his peace with destroying his identity as Anakin Skywalker and assuming the title of Darth Vader, the Sith Lord, in the very depth of his soul, he still felt regret. At least, that's what his visions and dreams seemed to suggest. But with Galen Merrick at his side, Vader could finally assassinate his cruel master, Palpatine. Unfortunately for Vader, that never came to be true. And if you've played part one and part two of Force Unleashed, you know what I'm talking about. Now, imagine if they want to incorporate Vader having a super powerful apprentice somewhere in Andor. That would be pretty insane. I would love to see it. However, it's highly unlikely that they would go that route. Now back to Legends. So eventually Galen was discovered by Palpatine and his fate and the fate of his clones was the same as any other who came between the Sith and their goals. But that wasn't until 2 BBY, which is three years after the events of Andor that we see today. So for a short while, Galen faithfully served Vader. He would travel around the galaxy, furthering his connection to the dark side of the Force as he ignited his lightsabers and hacked away at Vader's enemies. So Vader was Palpatine's attack dog and Galen Merrick was Vader's attack dog. Now, Galen Merrick is quite a controversial figure in Legends continuity. The whole idea behind the Skywalker line is that they possess the abnormally high affinity for the Force. They are literally the strongest, natural gifted force users in the entire history of the Jedi Order. As we can see with the heights that Grandmaster Luke Skywalker reached in his final fights against the Yuuzhan Vong, 
So the existence of Galen Merrick, a random Force user who is stronger than Vader and Luke, undermines the Skywalker legacy quite a bit. That being said, George Lucas has stated that had Luke suffered the same upbringing as Galen Merrick, he would have been just as powerful. So whenever I look at Starkiller or Galen Merrick, I kind of see what Luke Skywalker's potential would have been if he had been trained since he was a kid with Vader. Now, for this reason of undermining the Skywalker legacy and of course everyone to come after, it, I would be very surprised if Galen Merrick ever shows up in a meaningful way in Andor, or ever in Star Wars. Even if the showrunners nerf him and give him force powers far weaker than he possessed in the video games, he's just not really likely to appear, I don't think. But when we wonder what Vader was up to during the time of Andor, training Galen Merrick was definitely one of the items on his weekly agenda. So these are basically the two things that Vader was up to probably during the time of 5 BBY during the events of Andor. Now, I for one would of course love to see that happen in the show. I just don't think it's going to be a reality. His power level was far too vast and it would just really undermine like every character that Disney is trying to make at this moment. They would have to come up with some idea to just end him really fast some way in the show or somewhere in the Star Wars timeline where he wouldn't conflict with any other characters because if he came in cahoots with anyone else if you were good or bad he would just annihilate them if he got in their way and of course if you nerf him well man us fans are gonna be pretty mad so I say, hey, if you guys want to make Galen Merrick, do it. Hire Sam Witwer to be the main guy, the main actor, of course, and just make it Legends, you know, make it not canon and give us a really cool story, animated or live action, whatever. Hopefully we get to see Vader in the show for a little bit. Hope you enjoyed this video and I will see you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.